Hi everybody, thanks for tuning in to Birthing Freedom with Serena Oliveira. Welcome to my first episode of my second season. And it's 2021. And time is something that I talked a lot about in my last season. And tonight I thought I would welcome my first episode of this year by talking a bit about concepts of love and how I live on a mountain and so I'm going to divide the segment in two and my first part of today's show will be a bit about the history of this month. It's February 13th today and tomorrow's Valentine's Day so I'm going to go a bit into the history of Valentine's Day and the power of oxytocin in our everyday. And I would also like to explore the concepts of accepting yourself, loving yourself, and owning yourself. So that's going to be a part of the first part of this show. And the second part, I'm just going to dive in to a little bit about myself and just going to share a bit of some writing that I recently did about where I live and how I describe my day-to-day and what I enjoy doing as I live off-grid on a mountain. So thanks again for listening. Here we go. So Valentine's Day, hey? What comes up for you when you think of love and self-love, loving other people? We have a lot of ideas of what love is and how to define love and... It's something that I like exploring. I am a doula. I am a mother. I am a sister. I'm a daughter. I'm all these different kinds of forms of myself in my day-to-day based on my relationships. And as you'll know in the second part, if you listen towards the end, you'll know how I also connect with the animals around me in uh, my homestead. So, to get started, I just wanted to talk a bit about how we can think of ourselves as centers of the world around us. There's so many ways of exploring our own personal development and how we can explore our connections with the world around us. And it's incredible, like, just the fact that you're here listening with me, like, it took so many different things for us to get here in this moment together like the odds are against us but alas we're taking time to explore all of our traits all of our different kinds of uh, family backgrounds and all of these different kinds of circumstances that led us to this moment that are social environmental and physical circumstances and these beckonings of inclinations and inspirations and really it's so beautiful because it's like a constellation of possibilities and those are combined to um, bring us to this moment. So without further ado, I'm just going to dive into how there's a concept of love that is defined by our broader culture and when we think of loving ourselves, it can come up in our day-to-day and sometimes people are just like yeah it's easy just love myself just look in the mirror and I love myself but I'm 
questioning, like, is it easier to love yourself as you get older? Or is it harder as you get older with all of the pressures of our world around us? And ultimately, I think that we can give ourselves the gift of self-love by accepting love from other people, but the expression of love from others doesn't necessarily define our ability to to love ourselves. Actually, it can be really challenging for us to love ourselves and to accept that notion that we are lovable, that we are amazing, and that there doesn't have to be a gaping void inside of us that others can fill, um, but that ultimately we can recognize our own power to fill it ourselves, to fill our own buckets in our day-to-day. So it's pretty amazing just thinking about love. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day, and I just think it's an interesting concept and I think that it's a fairly new concept and when I think of how we celebrate these different kinds of it's not a holiday but it's like a recognized uh, celebration of love where we live and it's got an old-school history right now where I live in the northern hemisphere hemisphere it's quite cold it's snowing out and there's a brink of spring that's about to happen. And so it's a modern holiday. And so some people just buy a ton of chocolates and indulge in their sugary impulses. And as a kid, we would give each other like these spicy candy hearts and cards. And so while we still celebrate today more and more around the world, It's interesting when we think of the history of it, and even the word February has connotations with this concept in Rome of uh, just cleansing, and and it's an interesting connection towards um, the pagan rituals that came in early Rome and also before Rome, such as Lupercalia. It was an ancient and maybe even like a pre-Roman festival that was honored every year. So it happened to fall between the 13th and 15th of February. And so this concept of like purification, even with the word February, if you look it up, it has these connotations of purification. And so it's interesting, our pagan roots, our Anglo-Saxon or Germanic roots in that area of the world pre-Rome had and before those tribes like it goes it just goes back I'm curious you know how far it goes our connections to the land and how we celebrate it around the world on this amazing cusp of spring so I just wanted to touch on that today just how much we associate love with certain songs certain concepts we celebrate it with flowers and especially like roses and and how they symbolize love and friendship and romance and what colors do you think of when you think of Valentine's Day of course it's red for me it's this bright vibrant blood color 
And it actually is like an old school color that corresponds to power. And if we look at the root chakra, it reflects this amazing red color that ultimately represents this physical energy of passion and will and this wild will and this will for that's really deeply rooted in desire and courage. And it's also this stable and grounding color. And it can be a color of action and of change. So it's interesting if we look at what what activates us in terms of that vibrancy. And also it's pretty amazing how this is a time of year where we look around us and where I live, it's pretty amazing to see the birds start to gather and start to flock together. And I notice every year at around Valentine's Day, and I wonder, is this why there's like those cute little Valentines with little birds on them? I don't know, but the eagles where I live do this amazing mating soaring kind of a dance together where they dive bomb clutched together and it's this amazing amazing mating ritual so it's just pretty amazing to look at the world around us and how it's reflected in these forms of celebration and so I find it also interesting how Cupid is kind of this concept of the god of love and mythology and is responsible for shooting these arrows to make people fall in love with each other and how this is an interesting concept because there's this concept of consent, there's this concept of ownership and I'm just curious how deeply we are affected when it comes to feeling owned by this concept of being in love like oh, I'll give my whole life to you, or I want to live the rest of my life with you, and these huge concepts of commitment and and kind of attributes that come with love. I just find it interesting. So I just wanted to share a bit about my ideas around that, and I just find it really interesting that there's this old school history that comes with this time of year and how... Uh, even just Lupercalia, that holiday or celebration of fertility that I mentioned, goes back to, well, Lupercal is like a cave where Faunus, um, where the founders of Rome, Romulus and Remus, who were supposedly suckled by a she-wolf and raised by this wolf or saved by this wolf, um, they were in this cave called Lupercal and it's interesting because there's these ways of celebrating Lupercalia, which was all about kind of sex and people getting whipped with this goat hide thong. And it's just kind of interesting how we can dive into this concept of health and fertility and purification. And so I come from a place of curiosity when I think about these precedents for how we live our lives, how we celebrate each other and ourselves. And I'm curious, what do you all think? What do you think of all that? And I'm curious how you celebrate 
this concept of loving yourself. And for me, I think that laughing at myself is huge to love myself and um, not feeling shame or guilt are huge pathways to help with my inner narrative on how much I can feel loved by myself and fill that void, that gap in not feeling loved and not feeling good enough or like I need to do more. So that goes hand in hand with feeling like I can forgive myself and forgive others around me. And, you know, regret, I think, is a tool that can help us also when it comes to feeling like we can love ourselves and forgive and let go and move on, where regret can be uh, an amazing learning tool so that we don't do the same kind of mistakes or choices again that might hurt ourselves or other people around us. So letting go, letting loose is another way of loving ourselves that can be practiced um, by creating healthy boundaries in our relationships and and being able to say no a lot more can really help with that feeling of not feeling owned which can build on that feeling of resentment in our dynamics and relationships with other people and I really try hard to embrace and acknowledge and connect with my flaws and sometimes I can find it as an opportunity to compost um, what I want to let go of parts of me and um, also to lean into what I think isn't perfect and and to just embrace that imperfection so that I can just truly acknowledge that of course nothing's perfect and that is perfection isn't it so that's what I wanted to emphasize is accept yourself love yourself and own yourself um, because at the end of the day you can be your own very best source for loving attention. Thanks so much for listening. This is my first segment in this episode. And just going to take a little deep breath, acknowledge this beautiful land that I live on. And I live on the west coast of Canada on Vancouver Island and I'm delighted to be here with you all and I'm just taking a break to connect with myself before I share my piece about living on a mountainside. If you'd like to learn more about my offerings you can go visit birthingfreedom.com and if you'd like to share any feedback or share your questions or to subscribe to my newsletter with my upcoming workshops and courses and free webinars and offerings, feel free to email me at doulaserena at gmail.com. That's D-O-U-L-A-S-E-R-E-N-A at gmail.com. Okay, so welcome to the second half of this piece. And I'm just going to wrap up today's episode my first episode of the second season of Birthing Freedom podcast with a description of my life 
of living off-grid on a mountainside. Yep, I live on a mountainside. No electricity. No running water. And this morning I awoke alone in the dark and slowly watched the day break, the darkness open. Then a raven perched nearby, close to the house, right outside my window, and talked. I replied, each cloak and crook and cracking caw. I replied to this talk as best as I could, and I do every day as best as I can. Then I went and listened to some of my favorite songs. One of them that reflects my last season was the song, Have a Little Faith in Me. And I cried tears of longing and letting go for my dad. In my last season, I did 40 days of my process every day, starting with my first night after my dad died. So I miss him. I still miss him. I miss him so much. And I'm thinking of how February was the hardest month for my grandfather, my mom's dad, and he lived very simply off the land beside a lake for many years, for those last many decades of his life, and it was hard, it was cold, and all around in North America, different tribes called it like the bone moon month, or the moon that was like the freezing moon or the super cold moon. So my dad died back in November and after I share my tears um, sometimes I offer different offerings in my own way to the ravens. I often give them eggs every day and especially in these colder days right now the snow is streaming down outside my window and it really helps me. It helps me to connect every day with the ravens. As I share with every step this loving and longing deep in my heart with every step. And yesterday I walked beside their tracks. And it helps me to slowly meander back to my house. And I often chop firewood and I prep my fire every day and... Sometimes I find that um, I can learn a lot every day and that's a part of loving myself every day is accepting that I can surrender to the teachings around me. And sometimes it's as simple as needing to crack open the ice and learn how to best do that with the new snowy conditions and Today I had this bath outside, out in the snow, and it's my favorite way to bathe. I uh, I love the cold air on my skin, and I love getting the water from the mountain to heat up on my wood stove, and sometimes I'll heat this giant pot on the wood stove and I'll have enough to do my dishes with, and it's all a process of acceptance 
and embracing, and I love the simple ways of feeling grateful every day. And I'm just going to read a little piece of what I wrote a month ago after I attended a birth. Washing away the echoes of last night's sweat as I held a client's leg as she birthed her wee six-pound, six-ounce boy into the world. I washed away the tears from this morning, washed away the blood running down my legs as my womb begins its own cycle of preparing for this month's life. This month's life of creating creative potential and growth. I talk to ravens and I chop wood in the shoes that I wore last night from the hospital. It was a full moon and I arrived close to midnight and there was enough light to chop kindling in the dark. My dad died on a new moon. I washed my birthmark on my thigh this morning and remembered how I had named it my new moon when my oldest, who's now turning 13 soon, when he was a baby. That's when I nicknamed that birthmark my new moon. I remembered this morning and remembered that there are little wee miracles lying on our own paths every day. It doesn't take much to see them. Just a little bit of openness and willingness to embrace a little more awe and to welcome the magic that comes with slowing down a little bit more. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for your time. Thank you for holding space for the concepts of accepting yourself, of loving yourself, and owning yourself. This is Serena Oliveira. I wish you all a beautiful rest of your week, and I look forward to sharing more soon. Bye.